Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Heyo. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. We got a real great show for you today. First, we're talking about celebs that we hate for no reason. And let me once again <laughs> say, for no reason. Doesn't make sense. But we gotta tell somebody about it. I mean, we talk about it randomly all the time. Why not just go full force? We're just gonna do a more comprehensive list. Then we're talking about kids' birthday parties. I'm currently planning one. How much do you spend? And what do you get? I'll tell you the answer. Too damn much. You get a headache and an empty wallet. And as always, we have hashtag swag bag. And up next, take it away, one of our kids. The tits and the sits. Leah and I went to Sicily. We've been back a mere 48 hours. I had ideas of what Sicily was going to be like, both from White Lotus and from stories my grandparents told me from being from there. And none of it was what it actually was. Sicily is the most amount of wildflowers you have ever seen. Because it's volcanic soil, they grow from everywhere. Cracks in the highway, off the sides of bridges. There'd be a train bridge and this wildflowers grow growing off the train bridge, baby succulents the size of my thumb growing out of cracks and rocks, poppies for days, and porcupines. Porcupines walk so funny. They have a big ass. Their noses are the funniest. I would come and find quills all over the place, and there were stray dogs and stray cats that actually looked happy. And Lee and I got to reconnect. It was like we remembered who we were before kids. We were silly, and the yoga was really good, and it was really needed. I don't think Lee and I have really taken any time like that for that long without Luna. I was like, oh, there's the silly, funny guy that I fell in love with. I feel like you guys in particular really, I mean, I think all couples really need it. When Matt and I do it, we need it. When you have lost all sense of why you're with the person you're with, you need things like that. We've just had a rough couple years. We had so many deaths in the family. COVID. COVID. Being in the house, moving. All the things. Me going through menopause and thinking I had a brain tumor and Lee's job being really crazy and now me starting in grad school so it was worth its weight in gold good do you feel like you came back and you guys are in a good place now I think so yeah I love that I mean the stress has already started again and we've gotten a little snippy but then we looked at each other and then we're like right 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 okay let's get back to that kind of mindset how many times did you guys do it we did it once we almost did it twice but we were so tired (laughs) we were mad we didn't do it more than once I think once is an accomplishment we had the desire to do it more but we'll get to the shits which is both of us were so incredibly confident that we felt like we couldn't fuck until we shat and we didn't shit till the very end. There was no pharmacies or anything. I was like, get me an enema so we can fuck. Not up my butt, just in general. We were so (laughs) impacted with shit that we were like, you can't stick it in. It's going to be so uncomfortable. And he's like, I can't get it up. There's too much shit in me. Italy is great coffee, but this retreat center doesn't usually do coffee. 
and we were making them make coffee. So it was not good. And then we were doing yoga and there just wasn't time to sit and luxuriate on the toilet. And then it was vegan. So we were just eating pasta and cheese, which is not known for being particularly good to make you shit. Right. I wasn't carrying my big water bottle around because we were not always by a bathroom. It was just a perfect storm. So we finally took a shit and then we could fuck. But then it was towards the end of the trip. (laughs) I love that. That's my tits and my shits. How about you? So my shits are... I went to my gynecologist for my annual a month ago and I went to my parents for Memorial Day, had a great time. It's just so quiet there that I find it very relaxing. But my doctor called when we got back and told me that I had an irregular pap smear. So fun. I've been a little freaked out about it. This is the doctor that I think is the greatest OB in the world. She delivered Sebastian. Every year when I go see her, I end up being there for like an hour and a half because we're just talking. She actually cares to know her patients. What a novel idea. I know. She is truly incredible. So she called me and told me and she was like, look, it's happened to me. It happens to so many people. There's a 60 to 80% chance of nothing being the case. Don't freak out about it. So you freaked out? Yeah. Last week while you were in Sicily, I was in a fucking anxious spiral all week thinking like, this is it. This is how I go, which is just unrealistic. And you know what? I have spent the past probably six months really trying to fix my train of thought. How negative I I can be and really trying to be more grateful and show gratitude for my life and all the things that I have. All I could think is like, I'm so positive and life is good. It's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Keep us posted. Yeah, I'll keep you guys posted. It's going to be like two weeks until I can go do that additional test, whatever that is. But I'll definitely keep you posted. My tits are, my son has been such a little love bug. So huggy and so kissy and telling me how much he loves me. It has just been so nice. We know like clockwork whenever we make this a tit. It will end. That's the day it ended. Today when he comes home from school he will probably be a dick. But I really hope not. But it's been really lovely. I wonder what's the psychology of these mood swings. The cosmic order of life. Luna does the same thing. She'll be good for like four days and we'll be like this is magical. This must be peak parenting. And then the next day she's like I hate you! I know. I will say, though, he did slap me in the face two times last week, and I just looked at him and said, the fuck was that? Like, what are you doing? Why are you smacking me? You little shit. So that's where we're at. But it's still what we call a love festival. Festival? That's what Sebastian calls it. He says, oh, this is a love festival. I would also like to say these are the tenets of an abusive relationship. 100%. Where it's like love and then smacking. But you know what? At the same token, this morning he came into my room and he was like, Good morning, mama. I think a lot about the reputation boy moms have, and I don't think people are wrong. I don't think it's Oedipal or anything, but I really love my son very much. And fuck the woman that'll take him or man that'll take him away from me. As long as they're open to me being part of their life, I'm okay with it. And by part of their life, I mean in a granny shack in the back, (laughs) in a crafting she shed. Ideally, yes. Let's get you a pool house rather than a she shed, okay? Let's get you a nice pool house. Yes, I want a pool house. Should we move on to segment one, celebs we hate? I want nothing more in life. So when I originally came up with this idea, I was like, you know what? There's a lot of celebs I hate for zero reasons. Let's talk about it. And so I Googled just randomly why people hate certain celebrities. And a cut article came out about celebrities that were the most hated overall, which made me add a few to my list because I was like, that's right. I do hate them. The amazing people at New York Magazine's The Cut came up with three categories that overlap 
in reasons why we hate celebrities. You know, I had to go to a news source. So tries too hard, doesn't try hard enough, and then they have crimes against other celebrities where like one celebrity tries to go at another celebrity and that's why we don't like them. Okay. It was interesting to think of it like that because I hadn't even thought about why I hated them. I was just like, hate them, bye. Guys, we're not haters. We're therapizing. Processing. We're discussing our feelings. Coming in hot number one, Katy Perry. Hater. And is it because she tries too hard? I hadn't put a name on it, but I think it's because she tries too hard. Was she one of the most hated people? Yes. That's shocking. I think she also falls under crimes against other celebrities because she's had feuds with other celebrities. Yes, and now I can't remember any of them. But you are right. I do remember the feuds. Lee likes her. And so he's always like, you don't like her because she's pretty. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Because I love a high camp. I just think her music's kind of shitty. I think that she seems odd. I don't get her. I think she tries too hard. She was like a Christian singer. Right. Early on in her career. She's like an industry plant kind of thing. She has a residency, so she's doing all right. She's doing okay. That's right. She's got Orlando Bloom and his gigantic hog. So that's fine. And a shoe line. Okay, how about you? Top of my list, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she was one of the most hated celebrities. (laughs) Firstly, I don't understand how anyone can not see why people hate her. But I just want you to Google Gwyneth Paltrow. On food stamps. Yeah, oh my God, that's the number one. Or if you just Google like Gwyneth Paltrow craziest quotes. The shit that she says is so out of touch with reality. But last night I started to watch The Politician, which I did not watch when it came out. And she's really embracing the idea we all have of her. And she's really good in it. I don't think she's a very good actress, which is one of the reasons why I hate her. I used to call her Flick or Snowflake. That's what I call people I don't like, Flick and Snowflake. She's one of them. She's stereotypical Nepo baby. But I do think she came into stride in her court case. She embraced who she is. She really did. She embraced quiet luxury. For the first time ever at the court case, I liked her. I was like, okay, all right. Even her Beyond the Blinds, I kind of liked. It was basically just all the different guys she's fucked. And I was like, all right, I'm cool. You know, Jay-Z, allegedly. We all had a feeling that she fucked Jay-Z for a long time. We thought she was Becky with the good hair. I knew that she fucked from Williamstown Theater Festival before she was famous because I had friends that worked at Williamstown and were like, yo, she fucks. I mean, I watched The Idol this morning, that new Sam Levinson, the guy who did Euphoria, and it stars Lily Rose Depp, who's John Depp, and Vanessa Paroline, I think is her name. Paradis. Paradis, their daughter. And she gives me very strong young Gwyneth vibes. Very strong. And also, let's not forget, Gwyneth's daughter, it just came out that she bullied some kid in school so badly. It impacted her graduating high school in some way. Yeah. Woo! They don't seem like nice people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next on my list, the original flick snowflake, Nicole Kidman. I don't like her face. I just don't like her face. People are always like, oh, Nicole Kidman was so beautiful. Why'd she fuck with her face? I always thought she was kind of weird looking. I don't hate Nicole Kidman, but I do think she's a bit overrated in every way in terms of her acting. I just don't like her for no reason. I don't know if it fits under any of these things. Tries too hard, doesn't try hard enough. I just think she's annoying. She annoys me. She's a pretty good actress. She won an Academy Award for the hours because they gave her a new nose. I just look at her and I'm like, ugh, I can't even stand you. I feel bad she was married. Well, I don't feel bad she got a payout, but I mean, no one should have to be married to Tom Cruise. Well, and now, allegedly, her father, who's this very big psychiatrist or psychologist in Australia, was kind of a Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell light 
in Australia. And it's some really big hidden thing that is just starting to come to light. My next one is Zoe Deschanel. I'm right there with you. I can't. How could you even trust somebody that married a property brother? 100%. I never liked her and I love New Girl. And then when she started dating one of the incest brothers, I was like, oh, I really don't like her. Because I do not like those two guys. I do not like the property brothers. They creep me out. They seem so disingenuous. I just don't like those guys. Something about them rubs me real bad. I don't know why. She led us to believe that she's a brunette. She's not. She's a blonde. I don't think she naturally is a blonde. She is naturally blonde. A dirty blonde. Seen the baby pictures. Her sister has talked about it. When she's a blonde in Elf, it is not a good look. She's much better as brunette. So she really did have the right idea. She's blonde again, by the way. Somehow when Winona tricked us and told us she was brunette naturally, I didn't mind it. Wait, Winona Ryder is naturally a blonde? Naturally blonde. She dyes her hair dark. It's better that way. I don't know. Just things that bother me. Her ukulele, baby doll dress playing. (laughs) That's my Zoe Deschanel singing impression. (laughs) She was not listed as one of them, but she's definitely a try too hard. Fucking remember, adorkable was a term that existed purely because of her. The 2010 notion of adorkable, all those fucking girls running around in A-line dresses, which I love an A-line dress. And bangs and a bow in their hair. And a ukulele to follow. And a fucking ukulele and just being like, I'm a nerd, but I'm also adorable. Thanks, Zoe. Okay, now I feel a little bad about saying this one because he's stroked out. Jamie Foxx. I'm sorry you had a stroke, but I don't like you. My mom feels the same way you do about Jamie Foxx. He's a try too hard. Yeah. He's very talented. He is very talented. He gives me show me the money vibes. Oh, totally. He gives me, what's his name? Cuba Gooding Jr.? He gives me Cuba Gooding Jr. vibes. He just tries to be so of the people and friendly. He's a very good Ellen guest, which always makes me uncomfortable. He's always trying to beat Shazam. Remember when we were almost on beat Shazam and I was like, I don't know if I could deal with Jamie Foxx. Yes, I do. I just don't like him. I do really recognize his talent. He's a talented musician. And actor. He's a great actor. He's so funny. I just don't like him. I get it. I'm going to do these two together. The original is Mandy Moore. Can't fucking stand her. And I mean, from the time she was a 16-year-old singing fucking candy. I think she's a try too hard. 100%. The girls that always try to be, I'm so sweet, drive me crazy. Always have. I just don't buy it. Give me a little hint of bad bitch in you. This cute, sweet thing drives me crazy. Then I also independently hated Ryan Adams. I used to like him. Of course you did. He seems like he smells to me. He he seems like such a tryhard also. He also seems like his pants smell. Yes. When they got married, I was like, name a more perfect fucking couple. The two of them together. I will tell you, I waited on Mandy Moore in LA. She was very nice to me. So really, it is based off of nothing. I think she is a horrible actress. I still love A Walk to Remember. Me too. What's not to like? That was such a good movie. One of the things she did for promo of A Walk to Remember, obviously this was after her candy fame, and she was like the sweet of the pop princesses. She wasn't showing herself in her undies. She was so sweet and cute. She did walk to remember. Somebody asked her, what was it like for you to dress the way you did? And she's like, you know, it was so nice to just dress like a normal girl. No girl in the 2000s dressed the way Mandy Moore dressed in that fucking movie. And I think that interview moment has stood with me. This is why I'm so obsessed with PR because these things leave such a lasting impression. I can't believe she had the odd 
audacity to tell us that's what normal girls dress like. I was a normal girl. My fucking underwear were hanging out the back of my pants all the time because we were wearing low jeans. Everyone saw my ass crack. No one was dressing like a fucking Mormon. Get out of here, you liar. Her and Ryan Adams need to get out of here. Goodbye. And he's problematic. He's like an abusive drunk. Yeah, didn't she just come out and basically say that? Yes. I don't think she said abusive, but she alluded to emotionally abusive. Yes. Coming in hot. Fucking Matt Damon. You know what? I hate his face. I just hate his face. He looks like a dog that you adopt and they give you a discount because something's fucked up with his face. (laughs) (laughs) He does have a little piglet face. They're like, we have this dog and then we have this dog. And you're like, how much is it? And they're like, we'll waive the adoption fee for this one because he's got that fucked up face. You know what's so funny is you and I are such self-respecting feminists and neither one of us has a problem really with Ben Affleck. But Matt Damon, Matt Damon's where we draw the line. He has always, I think, hid behind how problematic Ben Affleck is. Valerie, she loves Matt Damon. She's made me see the Bourne Identity movies. I just, I don't like Matt Damon's face. I don't know what to tell you. You know what? In The Talented Mr. Ripley, I could handle both Gwyneth Paltrow and Matt Damon because that movie, it was about smarmy things and I love Jude Law. But really, just throw them both under the bus. Yeah. I don't have feelings about Matt Damon anyway, but that's fine. Next up, everyone knows how much I hate this guy. Jonah Hill. Fucking hate him. New father. Just had his baby. I hate him. I don't care. I can't stand him. He is the definition of tries too hard for me. He has such issues with people and his weight. And I guess I get it. It still just bothers me when he does it. Seeing him in a wetsuit is so uncomfortable. Did you see how weirdly skinny he is now? He was so good. In the movie you won't watch about the end of the world. Don't look up. I won't watch it. I like to think about what the script said and then what he added to it because I think he made this choice on his own. He plays the president's son who works in a presidential role like a Nepo baby. Okay. Coked out of his mind the entire time and all of his decisions are crazy coked out decisions. So he's basically Don Jr. Anyone that's ever been around people who are coked out and have like a Nepo situation, it was so related. I was like, oh my God, it's so uncomfortable because it's so real and it really had me laughing. I know you'll never watch the movie because you don't like end of the world things. No, I'm not watching that movie. But you might actually like him. And he carries around a Birkin bag the whole entire time as his briefcase. I just feel like whenever Jonah Hill plays a dick like in Wolf of Wall Street that is who he is deep down Jonah Hill is such an asshole he's so self-righteous and he's got so many fucking hang-ups all while also being such a tryhard you people what an offense I can't believe that guy thought he could pull that role off he wrote it he thought he could pull it off just no even super bad Jonah Hill drives me crazy Renee Zellweger which I call her Zanae Relweger I hate Zanae I don't know what there is to hate about Renee Zellweger I don't love her. I just don't get why you hate her. Fucking take off the Texas hat. Why are you fucking wearing that Texas hat? It's not even on your head. It's perched atop. She's dating a home improvement HGTV guy too. It's perched atop her gigantic head. Okay, I have so many things to say about <laughs> Renee Zellweger or Zanae Relweger as I like to call her. Snowfake flick. That's what I say. First of all, why does your face always look like you ate a tart lemon that had a fart in it? Why? <laughs> why do you always wear that? Do you only have one of that beat up Texas hat? Or is that a pre-distressed Texas hat that you have multiples of. Two, put it on your fucking noggin. Why is it perched like the friendlies baseball cup hat ice cream thing that you would get and then you'd put it on your head to be funny. It's fucking perched on top of your head. 
too. She's so weird. She is weird. She's so weird. I don't get it. She's always done this weird mouth thing, even early on Empire Records, Jerry Maguire. God, I love Empire Records. That movie's so good. It's so good. She's always played up her cute thing a lot, but I've never hated her for some reason because I guess I actually thought she was cute. Taylor Swift. Tries too hard. And it's also so calculated. If you don't think for a second Taylor Swift is the most calculated fucking celebrity, you're missing something. Queen of the pap walk. Queen of the pap walk. Queen of the pap walk. Queen of PR relationships. And I remember when she was younger, I loved her. I didn't love her music, but I just thought she was so cute. And I was like, what is there not to love about Taylor Swift? So much. I don't care about all the guys she's dated. I don't give a shit. What I do care about is the queer baiting. She does have some bangers. She does. She has some good music. I'm not into all of it. I loved how boy crazy she was. It was very relatable to me. That whole clip that I saw on TikTok, I've talked about this before, where she addresses with her team why she didn't talk about the election. And it just shows how calculated this girl is. Everything is so thought out. And this is why I don't get it. And I've tried to have this discussion with other people about the queer baiting. Why are you going through all of these numbers, doing all of this thing, like the trans flag and the queer eye guys and all of this stuff, which is really great work. And yet you're supposedly gay and don't talk about it. But then also you leave all these Easter eggs. It's all these little hidden things about how you might be gay. Either talk about it or don't. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but then don't talk about it. 100%. You want to not tell the public where you are in your life, what you identify as. That is your choice. You don't need to talk about that. But then why bait people into giving a shit? Why do all the Easter egg stuff? I just don't understand it. It is so fucking annoying to me. When I watched the documentary, her kitchen, I hated the way it was decorated and her love of cats, not into it. Yeah, also, who the fuck loves cats that much? Also, she's a Nepo baby. Her dad is the head of some huge investment bank. She's been flying on private jets since way before she was who she is now. Which is why she can have incredible wealth, because she came from incredible wealth. Exactly. And I don't have a problem with Nepo babies. I wish I was one. I would love to be a Nepo baby. I'm going to lump three people together. The Hoffs, Juliana, and fucking Derek. I have called Derek Huff Tinkerbell since the moment I laid eyes on him. I cannot stand them. They're so weird to me. They're the incest twins too. Right. The Property Brothers are the two of them. They're both trying too hard. Juliana Huff is a yachter, which is fine. The two of them, <laughs> But also she's gay or she's not gay or she's bi. And I'm going to put in there Ryan Seacrest because Juliana and Ryan were dating and probably Ryan was dating the brother. Derek. Derek. They're all a bunch of pocket people that I don't like. I agree. Get you little dancy pocket people. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Even when the comparison of the Huffs being the new Osmonds comes up. Still weird and incesty. The Osmonds were weird and incesty too. Doesn't make it any better. Right. You're not making me like them more. Unless Julianne comes out with a line of fucking porcelain dolls and I can embrace her for pure fucking camp. No. Her Fabletics line is not enough. I don't give a fuck about her Fabletics line. I went to the Oprah live show. I remember. And she did a yoga class. It was the worst yoga class. And I was like, girl, get out of here. Tom Hiddleston. I don't really know enough about him. I fucking hate him. That's what you need to know. A beard for Taylor Swift, supposedly. They would do those big 4th of July parties. Blake Lively was there and Gigi Hadid for multiple years in a row. They did it at her house in Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard, wherever the fuck it is. And he wore a tank top that says, I heart TS. I can't stand him. He has the most punchable face to me. He seems like he tries so fucking hard. And then after they broke up, I think it was the Oscars or something he went to. And Priyanka Chopra was there. Who 
who you also hate. Yes. I think they presented together and there was this weird flirty energy and I was like, tomorrow we are going to see a PR piece about how these two fucking left together, dating, something happened. Sure enough, it happened. He is just such a man of the machine and for some reason, it disgusts me. Everybody in Hollywood is to some extent a product of this machine. The sixth graders love him. When I asked my sixth graders who their crush was, they all said Tom Hiddleston. Because he's Loki. Oh, I can't stand him. And he's British. You hate British people. England's going to put some fucking thing on my passport where I'm not allowed to come in. They're like, too much slander from you. We're never on the ratings in England. I wonder why. Probably because of my big mouth. But evidently the Maldives. We're big in the Maldives. Great. Sponsor us. Hillary Swank. I don't get this. But it did make me think of that episode of The Office where the whole office spent the whole day debating whether she was hot or not. I think she might have been a try too hard because we heard all about how she was so poor and she lived in her car before she got Karate Kid and her and her mom and a single mom and whatever, whatever. Oh, I forgot about that. She suffers from the someone else on your list, the Anna Kendrick, who's like, I had a single mom and I slept in the Port Authority between auditions. I don't fucking care. Anna Kendrick said that? Yeah, Anna Kendrick slept at Port Authority. I was like, that's your problem. (laughs) Oh, God, that's even, oh, oh, God, like I needed more reason. Anna Kendrick? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) I also hate Anna Kendrick that much, too. Actually, I forgot she was on the list. I hate her. For those of you who are not aware of what the Port Authority is, it's a bus terminal in New York City where all buses from New Jersey and I think Connecticut and all kinds of stuff, they come come into. So for those of us who live in New Jersey and commute home, it is from the 1970s, still. It's an underground world equally populated by rats and pigeons as it is people. And on any given day, you'll see things like a potentially dead little person, which I've seen. A human shitting in the middle of the walkway. A human just taking a fucking meaty dump in the middle of you trying to make your bus. Mystery liquids that drop on you all the time. They don't even put a bucket they put this mystery cloth that somehow absorbs it in the middle of the way. I've seen a rat and a pigeon get in a fight. I have been completely evacuated multiple times because someone just randomly got hit by a bus in the bus terminal. I've also been evacuated for shootings twice. It is the most godforsaken place on this planet. It is a place where simply touching a handrail will get you the clap. It is so gross. So to hear anybody, nonetheless, fucking two feet tall, big-eyed puppy Anna Kendrick say I slept in the Port Authority go fuck yourself Anna Kendrick you're lying you're lying because the only reason you would sleep in the Port Authority is if you have no other option and you are homeless there is a bar in the Port Authority I have gone to every shitty bar in New York City I've gone to that bar I refuse because you know what's gonna happen there something really bad it's where you're gonna get shivved while someone sticks their dick in your ear I don't know how those two things are gonna happen at the same time but I guarantee they are anyway back to Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank, her teeth are too big for her face. They are. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why. I don't like her face. She's handsome. She's definitely handsome. She is handsome. I wouldn't say she's attractive. She's handsome. But 
I think she tries too hard. Anna Kendrick. She's also a fucking theater kid through and through in the worst ways. And she's also evidently a cunt in real life. I don't think there's one good story about Anna Kendrick in real life. All I've heard is what a shithole she is. It's interesting because she tries so hard to be awesome. And I 100% believe she hates Blake Lively from that Paul Feig movie they did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where Blake Lively wore all those great suits. I believe she hates Blake Lively. Julia Stiles. I don't hate her. I just don't get it. I was rewatching 10 Things That I Hate About You. And all I could think is that girl has no star quality. She's not a great actress. She's got that janky tooth. Save the Last Dance is offensive that they cast her in that. I think she looks like she got hit in the face with a pan and then her face stayed that way. From the side, it's just flat. Dakota Johnson, can't stand her. Used to wait on her all the times when she was dating Jordan Masterson. Lee loves her. That makes sense. She looks like quiet luxury. She also seems like a not nice person. She's been rude to me many times. I think anyone who is involved with Chris Martin is terrible. 150%. He's on my list too. Chris Martin, Bono, and The Edge. The three of them are together. Hate them all. How fucking full of yourself do you have to be the three of you? Benedict Cumberbatch and Matt Smith. Not my husband, Matt Smith. The Doctor Who, Matt Smith. And it's strictly because they're British and ugly. Benedict Cumberbatch, get a better name. Hard to say. Confusing. Horrible name. Matt Smith looks like Eric Stoltz in The Mask. (laughs) That's what he looks like to me. My best friend, Kathy, when she has an ugly day, that's what she says. She goes, oh, I look like Eric Stoltz in The Mask. Because she's a ginger. She's always like, oh, get the mask vibe. What's the girl from Queen's Gambit? Anna Joy Taylor. She was in that movie that's in the 1950s, 1960s. Anyway, he's in it and he plays the hot guy. And I'm like, in what world? Demi Lovato, she just needs too much attention. They. Oh, sorry. They need too much attention. I will admit, Cool for the Summer is a fucking jam. I listen to it all summer, every summer. It is such a good song. I do like that they have squirrels, that they all have the same name. But otherwise, they try too hard. And lastly, Emmy Rossum. Hate her! Hate her! I can't with her! And again, it goes back to an interview. I'm sure I've told this story. I'm going to tell it real quick one more time. When Shameless came out and she was having all these sex scenes, she went on Kelly Ripa and whoever the fuck her co-host was at the time. And they said, how do your parents feel about you with all these sex scenes? And she goes, they understand that it's just the role. Lies! Lies! You know what? My parents will never be happy if they see me simulating sex on TV. Doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Doesn't mean that I should care. But why lie about it? I hated her in the Titanic movie. Oh, Poseidon Adventure. Yes. You know what I hated her in? Everything. Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah. And I just needed honorable mention of who I love to hate, and that's J-Lo. Hate her, but also love to hate her. Oh, God, yes. All right, there you have it. Whew, that was a doozy. That was fun. I feel like we were exercising a demon. It was great. Let's pray no publicists listen to it. USA Today did gift-giving and throwing a party, so we touch on both those things. According to one survey, average parents spent up to $400 on a party for their own child. That's it? That is a low number. They are obviously not in the tri-state area. Then, an online parents blog said it was closer to $1,000, and I'm going to say ding, ding, ding. Yep. Many parents do a big blowout party for their child's first birthday, but this woman, Tanner, recommends you save up for an age that they'll remember. She likes to spend big on milestone birthdays 
birthdays, like five and ten, while giving modest parties during the years in between. Thanks, Tanner. Tanner sounds like she's got her whole life together. So one of the things that they said to save money is to save on the cake, the Duncan Hines or a Costco cake, no one really cares. You don't need to go to the cake guy to get the cake. And also snacks. Cakes and snacks save the money. It doesn't matter. Go to Sam's Club for cakes and snacks. Splurge on entertainment. It's worth it. If your kid loves a fucking bouncy house, get a fucking bouncy house because the entertainment is going to keep you from going crazy and let you have a Pinot Grigio by yourself. And let me tell you, last year, the entertainment was me. I did all these science projects. That was exhausting even to watch you do it. And I had everything pre-planned in boxes, pre-measured. I did it as Virgo, organized as humanly possible, and it was still very hard to do. For Luna's first birthday party, we splurged on the entertainment. We got a deal. It was so nice having the live musicians who sang with the kids. It was definitely worth that. Okay, so gifts. They say for your own child, a $100 budget allows for a great blend of toys. I'm like, what is this, the 1950s? Yeah. $100 budget allows for a great blend of toys, books, and clothing. Clothing, whatever child wants as a gift. When it comes to buying birthday gifts for other kids, experts agree that $25 is the sweet spot. I agree. I almost always have to spend $35. Yeah, but I think sticking to $25 is pretty good. Unless it's a kid you're really close to. Like usually for Sebi, we do $35 to $50 because he's a bestie. Right, exactly. If I can plan ahead, I can spend $25 and have it be good. But if it's a last minute thing, it tends to be $35. Yeah. You can't go wrong if you spend around $20 to $30. Opt for an active gift that will get used, like a STEM kit, a board game, or a fun sports game. I got to agree with that. I love giving kids those kinds of gifts because parents aren't upset about those. Because they get used up. I've never heard of this. This is interesting, though. Some parents are opting for the Fiverr party to make gift giving easier. At a Fiverr, guests bring $5 in a card. And with the collective pot, the birthday celebrant can choose their own gift, like a Nintendo Switch, a trip to an amusement park, or even choose to save the money for a bigger purchase down the line. I love that. And I love that it's a small number. It's not really about the gift. I think that's great. Do you have any party horror stories? I am literally in the horror story of me planning Sebastian's sixth birthday right now because it's in July. Hoboken is right outside of Manhattan and it's people who basically can afford to live in Manhattan. So everything that's for kids in the town is basically catered towards that. So all these little places, almost every party is a thousand or over. The few exceptions are his dance school, which he doesn't want to do dance anymore. So I don't think that's the best party. I was thinking about the trampoline park. That one's about $500. I kind of think it's a waste to spend a thousand dollars on a birthday party, in my opinion. It's not even like he's going to get a lot of kids there. It's basically five kids. The rest are adults. I'm just having a hard time. And then I found a bowling alley that has an arcade, also very affordable. When I presented it to him, he said, oh, good, I'll be at the arcade the whole time. I'm like, no, it's a bowling party. So now I'm looking into Dave and Buster's, which doesn't seem like it's going to be that cheap. And if it's very expensive, I'm not doing it. For six, it just seems like a lot. And I really try to get the kid everything he wants in life. One of the girls in his class, her parents organized an ice cream truck to come to their class last week. So now he's like, can you do that tomorrow? Get an ice cream truck? I'm like, you got to pick. Do you want the ice cream truck at your class or do you want a birthday party? Because I can't do both. Right. As much as I love my kid and he's a really good boy because he's so young, he doesn't understand. He can't have everything. Or when you have something, it took people working a certain amount of hours or doing this and that to be able to afford to get you a new iPad, which he just got because his was no longer working. You're like, mommy had to hustle 300 auditions for this fucking shit. Right, exactly. But then he picks his nose and touches the iPad and the thing is cruddy or he drops it. Because he's a kid. Exactly. He doesn't understand how hard people have to work for their things. All I can tell you is 
I think birthday parties are such bullshit. I still want him to have one. I think he deserves to have one, but I can't believe the racket that comes with these birthday parties. Yeah, and now Lee and I are like, we don't ever want to have him at the house anymore because it causes so much marital stress between the two of us that we have to have it out. But the kids' places here book up. I would have to start planning your birthday party now. And they're expensive. And that's the other thing. Matt is such a hands-on dad and such a great partner. But I got to tell you, he disappears during parties and just hangs out with his friends. He was supposed to cook last year. My mom ended up cooking. At this point, for me, it is just easier to spend the money to have someone else handle all the things and we just show up than deal with that stress, like you said. I don't need to fight with him. He doesn't need to fight with me. Let's just avoid the entire situation. Right. But then also when it becomes expensive, I can just be like, do you want to handle everything? Right. If not, then it's worth just paying for this. All right, there you have it, guys. If you have any ideas on birthdays or any horror stories, reach out. Hello at momtragepodcast.com. Hashtag swag bag. So this was yours in the past, and I just bought it. So you had walked around with this bandolier phone lanyard thing, and I always liked it. I was like, well, I actually use it. I don't know. Then I've started seeing all these TikToks about how all the French girls are walking around with cool phone lanyards, and I was like, oh, all right, so this is becoming a cool thing, and it's easy and useful. It's the first time I've been cool ahead of time. I mean, I doubt that, but you are cool ahead of time. Caseify has a version that's a string lanyard, and it's an insert in your phone for it to hang off of, and I bought a knockoff version on Amazon for like 20 bucks, used it constantly for two weeks, and it just broke on me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to spend the money on the good one. So I bought the Bandolier MagSafe crossbody. What does MagSafe mean? It has a magnet in the back. It automatically sticks to that. Or those chargers that you just put it on, it works with that. So I don't have to take the case off and stuff. It has little pockets in it for my debit card and my driver's license. I'm considering buying the little case attachment to it. I just really think it's very nifty and very useful. It is expensive. It's over $100, but it's real leather. You can change out the straps, which I like. Yep. The quality is really nice. Part of me is like, oh, I hate spending this because what about whenever I get a new phone? I use my phone for everything. If I want to really break it down to cost per use, it's already paid for itself in a week. Strongly recommend it. When we went to Sicily, I did a carry-on, which is very hard for me. A week-long trip with a carry-on is hard, mostly because of the liquids thing. I need a lot of hair products and I have a lot of beauty products. One of the things that I did to cut down on liquids was the Lush brand toothy tabs, the toothpaste and mouthwash tabs that you chew on and then you brush your teeth with. And it cuts down on two things of liquid when you're really trying to get on the carry-on and you're worried about the liquids, every little bit counts. They have a bunch of different varieties. I've had the white peppermint one and the charcoal one, but the Lush toothy tabs. Love that. Bye guys. Have a good week. (laughs) Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.